0: Hello and welcome to the Blockade Runner podcast. This is John, and with me tonight is Dan. Hey, Dan. How's it going? It's going right, old sport. We are here tonight to talk about the uh, latest episode of Star Wars Rebels, which is uh, called Twin Sons. And this is an episode that uh, I think we've both been pretty excited about since it was kind of hinted at um, early in season two of Star Wars Rebels and then, you know, officially started to be teased a few weeks ago. Uh, Twin Sons is the big showdown episode between Darth Maul and Obi Wan Kenobi. And so, uh, you know, way back in the beginning of season two, one of the first episodes, I think, um, Ezra and uh, Maul together kind of joined Holocrones and and they were given this vision of uh, twin sons. And so, you know, for me, anyways, personally, it's been like, hey, let's let's uh, let's kind of follow that storyline and and find out what that vision means and see what's going to happen on Tatooine. There's a lot of possibilities there. We now know how it all went down, and uh, it seems like the story is pretty what would you say self-contained um so i think we've kind of yeah so i think we've kind of seen most of like what's going to happen with uh with this kind of particular storyline thread um i should say before we jump into discussing any further obviously if you have not uh if you've not watched twin sons don't listen to or watch this episode until you have because um, we're going to talk in detail about the episode that's our our kind of only topic for tonight, so it's going to be all Twin Suns, and uh, we're hopefully going to pick it apart and um, and have some uh, some good analysis to share on this episode. So why don't we jump into it? Um, the episode opens up with uh, a kind of a crazed Darth Maul wandering around in the desert, um, and this had been featured in in like the YouTube preview clip. I don't know if you saw that, Dan. The me! Uh, preview clip did you see that one (laughs) no i didn't oh okay um i think they showed it maybe on rebels recon last week like after the the previous week's episode but
1: uh you know for whatever reason i still have not done a lot of the rebels recon i really need to go back through and watch a bunch of those
0: well i would say that uh i feel like rebels recon is a really essential essential part of the whole rebels experience for me it's um it's cool like it's kind of a tradition we watch the episode and then and then immediately afterwards, we watch Rebels Recon, uh, and there all the episodes around the the first two seasons of Blu-ray sets have the, all those Rebels Recon uh, episodes too. So, oh, yeah, it's cool. fun. It's good to hear like that extra commentary. It's always got Pablo Hidalgo. A lot of times has Dave uh, Filoni too, and stuff like that. So, fun chopper videos, and then usually get like a little sneak peek of the next week's episode. So, I would uh, I would definitely say um, put that in your. In your repertoire, as well as the the Star Wars show, I don't know if you watch the Star Wars show at all on YouTube.
1: I've seen that some, but again, not like a weekly way or however often it comes out. I don't.
0: Yeah, no, it's every week. It's every Wednesday usually. Um, so, yeah, those are both those are both super fun. So, but they they had this this preview of uh, of Darth Maul kind of wandering around, crazed in the desert, and um, and that that's how the episode opens. Um, you know, I I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I like the idea of like Tatooine sort of being this um, obstacle to surmount, you know what I mean? Or this like very hazardous kind of difficult place to survive in and uh, that sort of thing. Um, Although that being said, Darth Maul as someone who's like fixated on Obi-Wan Kenobi and like just totally uh, hates Obi-Wan Kenobi, that is not something that I've necessarily always loved, but I feel like um, it makes sense to sort of wrap his story up with with, uh, with uh, that obsession with Obi-Wan. So, uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, I don't think either one of us were huge fans of him returning in Clone Wars, but I, I kind of really like the way that they've expanded in, more so in Rebels than they did in Clone Wars. And I, I don't know, there's only so much you're going to do with him, right? At some point, it's kind of inevitable that he's going to have to meet up with Obi-Wan no, I didn't know if it was ever going to be, you know, a final showdown type thing. But
0: mm-hmm. no, I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, like, yeah, I agree. Neither one of us was super stoked about Darth Maul being back in Clone Wars. Uh, I I like the way he's been used in Rebels better, and I feel like um, they've looked at Darth Maul as a tool that they can use in their storytelling in right. in Rebels. Like they bring him in when they need to sort of have. Um, a manipulator to kind of try to take advantage of Ezra and to prey on Ezra's kind of um, innocence or whatever it may be, or naivete or enthusiasm or whatever. So uh, I think he's been used well in that regard. And yeah, I mean, for me, (laughs) my preferred ending for Darth Maul is in uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace. Um, But, you know, like, it's going to have to be you know, I mean, they brought him back. So, if his 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 next the the final conclusion to his story, I feel like should be with with Obi Wan Kenobi. So, right. Um,
1: but he and does. I kinda, we we always felt it was either going to be that or a him and Vader showdown. And personally, I'm fine with him not getting that with Vader. It w- would have been a little too much, I think.
0: I absolutely agree. I think it definitely would have been kind of too much. I mean, it, it's cool, like in an alternate universe sort of comic book type scenario setting like, oh, it would be, you know, let's watch Darth Maul and
1: and, uh, Darth Vader. And they have that old what if comic series. Yeah. The
0: Marvel comics, what if type series. And that's kind of how I view star Wars comics these days. Anyways, is sort of like an alternate universe, like what if type scenario. Uh, I think they're, they work best. I don't think that's how Lucasfilm you know, views them, but that's how right. I view them as sort kind of like a sideline or like an alternate universe type thing. But, but yeah, totally. That would be cool. Like, sure. It's, it's, it would be fun to see these two Sith Lords take each other on, but in terms of storytelling and, and where the story for star Wars rebels needs to go, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily, you know, I feel yeah, like I would it would agree. be, it would be fan service, but would that be the best story to tell? And, you know, sounds like right. we agree that probably not right. Probably not. Yeah but uh so so the thing with this episode that is though i mean it's like it was billed as and i think people were anticipating as being this um you know obi-wan versus darth maul episode of star wars rebels and it kind of is that i mean it definitely is that in the end but it really the first i don't know, almost like half of the episode really is very much about ezra you know
1: yeah um and they i know really some- did a, they spent a lot of time kind of wrapping up his piece of the story with Maul, which I'm glad they did because they really roped into that early in the season. And I thought this was just going to be, you know, part of me was expecting it to just be a, the Maul Obi-Wan, uh, culmination that we've been waiting for, but they actually did wrap up all of the Riser stuff nicely.
0: They did wrap it up nicely. And, uh, you know, I agree with you. Uh, I think that I think there's some fans that are disappointed by this episode based on what I've seen on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, I've made sure not to listen. We were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, made sure not to listen to any other podcasts or like any other kind of fan commentary on the episode just because I don't want to be... Right. I don't want to come on our show and then be like, you know, just repeating whatever other people say. So I avoid okay, that definitely. stuff until... I'm looking forward to listening to like episodes from some of our favorite podcasts that are covering Twin Suns tomorrow once we're done recording ours. But um, I've avoided listening to that stuff so it can just be kind of my you know unfiltered opinion. But I, I have seen that some fans are kind of disappointed that it wasn't more of like a, just a big showdown between Obi Wan uh, and Darth Maul. Um, but I tend to agree with the idea that like Star Wars Rebels is kind of. I mean, it's the, it's the story of the ghost crew, but like, really, if you want to boil it down, it's Ezra's story, right? I mean, that's right. what it should be. That's what, what it's intended to be. Um, so to sort of like sidestep into we're just going to do this big Darth Maul Obi-Wan episode and not really have Ezra be an integral part of it, I feel like would be um, more about like big ratings numbers or just making fans happy than it would be about telling the story of Star Wars Rebels. So... Um, Right.
1: And the fact that they put it in as not the finale, you know, I kind of expected it wasn't going to be some big production. mm -hmm. Um, You know, like we saw last year with Ahsoka and Vader and all that.
0: And, and that makes me happy. That makes me happy because uh, I I like that episode with, um, with Ahsoka and Vader to a certain extent. Um, But,
1: but I mean, you've got so much more in that relationship to resolve anyways. It, it deserved more than what we, what, the obi-wan mall thing deserved aside from an aspect of revenge like really what else is their story nothing
0: no i <laughs> think know. that yeah i think that's right and i think even with there's there's a lot they could have done with uh, ahsoka vader and even with all that room that they had or all, all those conclusions that could have brought that episode to they really didn't and so i felt like it was a little underwhelming um, and I know I think some people are probably feeling like Twin Sons is underwhelming. To me, it's not because it wasn't, like you're saying, it's not the season finale. They didn't necessarily, I mean, I don't know. They planted this seed a long time ago, early in season two. So we were super excited, right. I feel like, for this episode. But at the same time, I think that the way it concludes is the most true to the story of these characters. And, and uh, you know, I'm really happy with the way the way it concludes. So... Um, I agree. We'll, we'll get there. I, uh, let's hold off though. We'll get to we'll yeah. get to the end here pretty quick. Um, before the end, um, we have you know Ezra. He's you know Maul's using this holocron to sort of lead him into um, this situation with with Obi Wan. Uh, he's like really committed. Like Ezra, it feels like anytime he has that holocron, like speaking to him or whatever, um, he just he's really focused on that or really motivated by that, which is cool. Um, he goes to the rebels he goes to canaan he goes specifically to hera and says like i need to go to tatooine and they're like well you can't do it you know um you've got this mission on lothal and i thought that was an interesting moment because like he was like okay yeah you know i want to help lothal more than right, anything else right. and i was like wow okay you know what he's he's going to he's he's kind of taking an opposite or a different like approach this is like yoda on dagobah and obi-wan right, right. telling luke you can't go help your friends. You've got to stay focused on the mission. And I thought there for a minute Ezra was gonna like listen and do that, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you thought, oh, that maturity is actually going to shine through here, you know, because <laughs> he's certainly come a long way over three seasons, but not quite there. Although, yeah. who of us are in life? So,
0: <laughs> well, who of us are in life? And then also, like, aren't we all glad that Luke Skywalker ignored the advice of Yoda and Obi Wan?
1: Oh, and, exactly, exactly. You know.
0: Well, glad he went to help his friends, and uh, you could make the argument that that you know Ezra made the right call, or maybe he. Uh, I guess really it'd be kind of tough to make the argument. Like from a from a a, a, a principal standpoint, you could make the argument he made the right call. Uh, right. Though he gets to Tatooine and Obi Wan's like mm, that was dumb. <laughs> you don't need to be here, um, so he didn't really accomplish much. But from a principal point of view, it was uh, it was maybe the right call, and then he totally steals an A wing. Takes off. Yeah, in I was surprised
1: to see the A-wing. <laughs> it was nice to see.
0: It was cool to see the A-wing. Um, it was a little bit of like a humorous moment, I guess. My, my thing, I don't know. My thing with Star Wars Rebels, we've talked about it before. We'll, I'll probably keep talking about it until the show's over. My thing with Star Wars Rebels is it's a kids' cartoon, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. I don't mind like the little fun moment like that. Like, oh, this well, is kind all. of stu- it's kind of goofy. It's kind of dumb. Ezra stealing an A-wing, you know. Right. Um, and I feel
1: like. I don't know that that's kind of the thing that George intended all of this to be anyway. You know, it's not quite like that in the movies, but there's always a, it's always been for kids. You can exploit that a little bit more now that it's on a Disney channel, you know, albeit and a grown-up Disney cartoon channel, you know, it's still on a Disney cartoon channel, so you mm-hmm. got to expect that stuff to a degree.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what Disney XD is. It's like for the 10-year-olds and up probably, right? It's like
1: Right. It's like, it's like- uh, almost like Adult Swim, but not adult content in it. You know what I mean? It's like that alternative cartoon.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like it's like Tween Swim. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like for yeah. it's for like a twelve year olds, I think, and stuff like that. Because I mean, they do they have like Pokemon, but then and like Star but Wars, they Rebels. have like
1: uh, what's the one pickle and I don't even know. You know, they've got some weird shows on there.
0: Yeah, I don't know about the pickle show, Dan. Um, but, but no, they have like the live action. Like it's like almost like Say by the Bell, but like oh, a little man, bit. And they've got
1: like Mech X Four. My son really wants to watch that. He's super into Power Rangers. All of a sudden, and Mech X Four kind of looks like a Power Rangers ripoff. Okay, so I'm not exactly sure what that is.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, it's it's but it, it's like maybe geared towards like ten year olds or something, and younger, and definitely older, but. It's a kid show, so oh, I, you know. the name of that
1: other show? And Which one? it's just Pickle and Peanut. It's just a weird, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. almost looks like a Rick and Morty or something like that, but like, you know, with a more kid type content.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the, it's like your first step into like the adult swim type thing, I think. You know, it's like, it's right. like that, but geared towards, like I said, like between, like, like, I remember my, my, um, my cousin, when she was like, you know, ten, she loved it. Disney XD, like she watched all those shows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, ten, twelve. But like by the time, I feel like almost like if it, kids like by the time they're like thirteen or fourteen, fifteen, like definitely fifteen. Like I don't feel like they'd be into the Disney XD stuff. But Star Wars Rebels. I mean, I I think they do. I think they did a great job with Clone Wars. I mean, Clone Wars probably, you know, veered a little aged up, you know, a little more from Rebels. I think Rebels is yeah. a little more maybe four kids in some ways. Um, but with both shows, obviously, they've done a good job of, of making something that's, I think, really appealing. Like, we can sit here and, you know, spend half an hour or 45 minutes, like, you know, talking about this episode in depth, but it's also, it's got moments like the, you know, as they are stealing the A-Wing and stuff, which I know, you know, if you if you want to take it really seriously and, and, you know, view it, like, on par with a film or something, you're going to say, you know, that's oh, yeah. not...
1: Yeah, I mean, like, last week's episode with... The droids mission you know side mission basically and that was mm-hmm. real you know geared towards kids they're being goofy the whole time playing off each other all that sort of thing and you get some of those lighthearted things in clone wars too but i don't feel like quite as often as we've had them in rebels
0: yeah and i you know i've been vocal and i don't know how many people are listening but i've been vocal about the fact that uh i prefer rebels to clone wars even though Clone Wars, I think, definitely was more geared towards um, towards adults. There's just something about Rebels that I prefer, but uh, yeah, last week's episode, I I didn't love it. I just, not because it was for kids, but it just didn't necessarily keep me engaged or hooked um, the way most episodes of Rebels do, but that's yeah, so I was saying that uh, that moment when AP5 is floating around out there in space, um, I loved. I thought that was hilarious, so it kind of, kind of not that yeah. the episode needed to be saved, but it wasn't one of my favorites. But that moment I thought was like ridiculous and,
1: and really funny, and um, I was told they've I done t- just a great job with AP five and Chopper. They're I love both of them a lot.
0: I do, yeah, absolutely. Um, so and, and just AP five, like this that goofy moment, I think was really it was cool, it was fun. Um, yeah. So you know we're both willing to excuse those kind of goofier moments or whatever, and I think like the way Ezra is you know, involvement in the story overall is handled as it's not goofy. It's not silly, but, um, the whole thing with him stealing the A-wing, you know, if I'm going to find a point of contention or something to, you know, kind of criticize in this episode, uh, tonally, it was a little bit weird, but I think it's okay. Like it's a kid's show. Let's throw in a goofy moment. So, you know, kids will laugh or whatever. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Right. Uh, and this is all preamble really, because once that A-wing is stolen and he gets out there, um, to tatooine which by the way chopper somehow stowed himself away in the a-wing and surprised ezra again it was funny does it make sense not not totally but it's whatever um once they get to tatooine is when the episode really kind of like picks up and it's a little more um a little more uh, what we're looking for i guess you'd say um so he gets there and he kind of wanders around in the desert a little bit. He's looking for, for Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's using the, uh, the Holocron to help kind of lead him there where he thinks he is. Um, but I think we're meant to infer, understand that it's actually Darth Maul who's kind of manipulating him and, and, uh, and leading, leading Ezra there.
1: Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. I was kind of wondering, we'd never really seen them use a Holocron in that way, particularly before. So it seemed a little goofy to me. Um, I mean, not like completely out of place, but something new, and I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be like a like when you're holding a stick to find water. It just seemed kind of weird. Dowsing, like a dowsing
0: rod. I only know that because of Skyward Sword, uh, Zelda Skyward Sword, yeah. But uh, right, like a dowsing type thing. Yeah, I mean, I think like the it's all it all goes back to um, Mall and. and Ezra joining those two holocrons, right? Like, when they weren't supposed to. I think the Bendu had warned them not to do that. Or somebody had yeah, warned them yeah. not, not to do that. Um, so that's, like, why he has this power over Ezra, I think. Um, but so he wanders He wanders around. He gets into that fight with the Tusken Raiders, which I think is good uh, just in terms of, like, the medium, this being a cartoon, a 22-minute uh, cartoon. It's good to have a little action there because otherwise right. it's kind of... You know, just esoteric for twenty-two minutes, which is
1: yeah, exactly. so,
0: you know, I was, I was I put in the notes here. I'm not sure why Darth Maul led him into a pack of Tusken Raiders that he would Darth Maul would then have to save him from. You know, again, if you think about it too much, right? Like it doesn't right. totally add up. Um, but it gives it gives a chance for a little bit of um, you know a little something something a little more kinetic in the episode. I think is probably what that's about, right?
1: Well, and that's already to the past the point where he's like obviously lost and kind of starting to lose it and all that. So yeah, I agree. It, it doesn't completely make sense to me there. Why?
0: Well, it's before he passes out and has all the sand all over him and all that stuff. And like chopper, okay. like it's before that, because it's the night before. And then the next day they're like under the twin suns and there's that sandstorm and, um, you know, chopper gets all covered in sand and everything. And that was a little bit of a, a poignant no, moment. I meant but-
1: when, before, after mall, at the at the very beginning, when Maul kind of is like giving up, that's what I was referring oh, to. Oh
0: yes, yes, yeah, definitely. After Maul is screaming, Kenobi in the desert, there for sure, right? Um. Yeah, but but then the next day, you know, as we're still wandering around, after Maul kind of saves him, like or kills those other Tusken Raiders, and. And he's still wandering around, and uh, you know Ezra to, and Chopper are covered in the sand. Chopper almost dies or something, but you know mm-hmm. that it was kind of like it was it was it was cool. It was a nice moment to see Ezra kind of like put his head down against Chopper, and he was very like distraught right. and thought I made the wrong choice here. Um, but then part of me was thinking, well, you just clean the sand out of Chopper and like recharge his battery, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly.
1: I don't know exactly. Chopper can't exactly. die. You can um, get it in an oil bath
0: he needs that oil bath that patented tatooine oil bath yeah right um but to Ezra though it could you know it could be more touch and go with him he passes out and I guess like obi-wan they must there must be a connection the force or obi-wan's kind of watching Ezra he certainly seems to know who Ezra is as soon as Ezra wakes up but
1: well and there's got to be something because that's the whole reason that maul's leading him there right it is because I himself cannot find obi-wan or at least obi-wan would probably not Drawn out, whereas he will—he's kind of using Ezra as bait, is the way I took it.
0: Yeah, which is straight out of like the the Sith playbook from Empire Strikes Back or whatever. You know, like I can't get to you, but if I, you know, sick your friends on you, then or not sick your friends on you, but uh, you know, put your friends in danger, then then I can draw you out. You know, and right. uh, and Maul said, you know, multiple times in the episode, you know, draw him out, draw him out. So um, so it works. And, uh, and this is really, I mean, this is like the final, probably five minutes of the episode, but this is where it really gets interesting because um, Ezra wakes up and and uh, Obi-Wan really just tells him, like, you shouldn't be here, um, you should go. And um, Ezra tells him, like, we need you. The, the Rebellion needs you. Like, you're our great Jedi, hope we need you. And uh, Obi-Wan says, you have everything you need. You know, you have like your team um you have what you need and you left it to come find me you need to go back there um and i feel like that's totally in line with obi-wan's character as this like wizened mentor figure um absolutely what he can offer is that direction and that advice more than anything else um at this stage in the game so i love that um and i also think uh, but it I also think it indicates that that obi-wan really kind of knows what's going on like with Ezra and Kanan and the rebellion and all those things
1: um, right he's somehow hooked in whether it's just through the force or he's in touch with the uh, or bail you know what I mean I don't know
0: well that that's possible I would or... think that would
1: be pretty risky though
0: yeah well I yeah yeah absolutely um I think maybe Yoda is the thing right because Yoda clearly knows what's going on with Ezra right. and Kanan. Um, so maybe that's it's through true. that. Or maybe Obi-Wan and Yoda have the same ability to kind of like, connect to that or understand what's going on there. Um, I'm glad that they don't try to explain that. I don't need more explanations of that kind of thing. I don't want that. Um,
1: well, you'll probably get some movies with it a couple of years down the road here.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think we'll ever hear the name Ezra Bridger in a movie, but that's just me. Um,
1: no, I just meant more uh, his ability to, you know, the training he's been doing on tatooine and oh all that. the
0: journal of the wills and becoming one with the force yeah. and all that stuff uh right what is it that uh, yoda tells him in revenge of the sith um more training i have for you with an old your old master or whatever um, yeah 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 i don't know it's it's the one thing like i mean you'll clearly remember dan celebration three me begging you to tell me no, uh, about the crocodiles and all that but like you know what because you knew ahead of time that qui-gon uh, was involved in some capacity at the end of the movie, and I wanted to know so much about it. But um, yeah, they had
1: that excerpt from the novelization. We had, we had leaked beforehand. Had leaked, yeah,
0: but uh, I love that stuff. But I love just a taste of it. You know what I mean? Like the more mystical they keep it, and the more mysterious they keep it. Um, I yeah, I agree. With you. I think the better. So, um, my personal feelings about that that episode with Yoda and the and the Wills or whatever it was in. Um, Season six of the Clone, Clone Wars, War. I think. My personal feeling is like you're 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 explaining too much. It was it was more interesting when it was mystical and unexplained, and uh, the more you show me, the less I'm into it. But that's another. Yeah, I topic. didn't mind
1: it as much, but uh, yeah. But yeah. you also we'll wouldn't mind if
0: it. they kind of left it unsaid, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I yeah. think it's fine either way. You know? sure. Uh, well, let's get to. I mean, we've been talking probably I don't know twenty minutes here, let's or more maybe. Uh, let's get to like the 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 thing we all kind of came to this episode for, which is the the actual confrontation between Vader and Maul. Um, Vader and Maul. My bad, <laughs> Ben uh, Ben Kenobi and Darth Maul. Uh, or a Maul now, as they call him. Um, he sends Ezra away. I like that. I, f- I feel like it gives more kind of. Uh, wait to the whole thing, because he's like, you shouldn't be here for this, this is just between the two of us uh, I love right. that
1: I love how non you know, non-plussed... I was kind of the sh- I was waiting for the shoe to drop there, because you know, the Sith are always trying to pull something tricky, so I figured Maul was going to more use Ezra either as a distraction or as a, you know what I mean, a threat of some way for the yeah, fight. Like, Do- but... like,
0: Do- like Dooku when he almost drops that stuff on, on uh, yes, Anakin exactly. and, and Obi-Wan and Attack of the Clones to yeah make his escape
1: or whatever or even like Vader in Empire, he's throwing stuff at Luke the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it'd be interesting to consider or, or, you know, think about like what Maul's mentality in that going in there is, because you do get the impression, and it's a kid show, like we we spent some time talking about, but you do get the impression that uh, that maybe Maul has a death wish to a certain extent, you know? I mean, he says he's going sure. there to get revenge on Obi-Wan, but like, he, I, I, it's been a long time since I've watched the, the Maul Obi-Wan episodes in the Clone Wars, but, you know, Darth Maul had all this hate in his eyes and he was talking about, like, the revenge he wanted and all that stuff. And, I mean, this episode opens up with him wandering around the desert screaming Kenobi, but part of me just feels like, and maybe this is just me projecting, but part of me feels like he went there because he's tired, he's sick and tired of, like, Carrying on, you know what I mean. Yeah. The Universe is the galaxy is beating him down for the last twenty five years or whatever it's been, and he's just ready to meet his fate. You know what I mean.
1: But um, he wants to go out in uh, as a to a worthy adversary or something like that. You know what I mean.
0: and I mean not to say that I don't think he had the intention of killing Obi Wan there because I think he did, but I think it, yeah. it could be one of yeah. those things where in the back of his mind he he probably knew like it was more likely he was not gonna be you know, victorious in that. Right. In that battle, I don't know. That's a possibility. Um, but yeah, Ezra takes off and then we do get our like Maul Ben Kenobi (sighs) moment without Ezra or any other, you know, kind of involvement. Um, what did you, what did you think about the way that all shook out?
1: I think it really went down exactly how it needed to go down. Um, what you know, seeing the advertising and leading up, part of me thought, like, okay, we're gonna get some kind of a duel here, but like, when you sit down and think about it, how else is this really gonna go down? Last time, Obi-Wan beat him once, and this was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. The skill that Obi-Wan's gained since then, Maul's clearly at the end of his line, and here you know, he almost died in the desert alone, so quickly kind of dismisses and, and disarms him. I thought was. Yeah, as I think about it, is pretty much the way it had to go down.
0: Yeah, I agree. I for sure agree. Um, you know, I think part of me thought all along, or not all along, but leading up to it, like, oh, this is going to be a major episode. And it is from a storyline perspective, but I thought, like, this is going to be fireworks all over the place. It just doesn't make any sense. It would have been, in fact, I I would be, I think in retrospect, I'd be really upset if it had been. Um, And people could probably look at this and say, well, you know, you're making excuses for an underwhelming episode or whatever. To me, it's not. To me, it's not underwhelming at all. One of my, probably, one of my top two or three favorite episodes of Star Wars Rebels ever is, um, I think it's called Legacy from season two when Ezra finds out the fate of his parents. And I thought it was so beautiful. And because it was understated and because there wasn't, you know, it was all about character depth and emotion and stuff like that. I don't need a big um, set piece action sequence here. I need to get some uh, some depth and some some insight into these characters. Uh, not so much... I mean, Maul, Maul especially Ben, you know, and uh, that to me is more satisfying ultimately. And the thing is, you see him... Ben Kenobi in episode four, which is supposed to be what, two years later, kind of sitting there with his lightsaber saying, you know, uh, you know, (laughs) fighting uh, Darth Vader. It would be ridiculous for him to be, you know, doing backflips and hopping all over the place like Yoda and attack of the clones fighting Darth Maul here in star Wars rebels to then a year later, kind of like, uh, barely, you know, kind of barely, barely do what he does in A New Hope. Um, I feel like he's, he's and, and, and I love, too, the way that that's kind of handled in the episode, because it's like, I don't really want to fight Darth Maul. I had no intention of fighting him, but you've let him here, so now I have to. He's not a warrior anymore. You know, he's a he's a right. wizard, and he's a mentor, and he's a he's a wise old man. It's not about that. Um, and, uh, and he's
1: almost, you know, he's almost compassionate to Maul, it seems like when the whole thing goes down.
0: Absolutely. He is. Yeah. He cradles him. And, and I mean, yeah. I, I feel like it had to be intentional that he's cradling him, not in the exact same way he did Qui-Gon Jinn, but not in in a not dissimilar way from how he cradled yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn and, and the Phantom Menace there too. Um, I mean, obviously he doesn't have that, that level of compassion for, for, um, for Darth Maul that he did for Qui-Gon Jinn. But I feel like there's something about Obi-Wan as a Jedi at this point where he's on a whole nother level than any of the Jedi really in the prequels and where he is more than ever kind of like living that dogma and
1: that um, philosophy. It's like he's gotten to the the place where Qui-Gon was leading the way to. Yeah, that's a good... You know, it's kind of that different path from the whole Jedi Order type mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. like you mentioned it's earlier a- yoda tells him he's got all this work to do and that's kind of the culmination of of his work you know
0: uh, yes i love that idea and i think that totally i think that's what it seems like in this episode it's about compassion right i think the jedi like order and the jedi philosophy is supposed to be about compassion Um, and he's very compassionate. I feel like in, in this episode, he doesn't particularly want to kill Darth Maul again. Um, he already killed him once, but he doesn't particularly want to kill him again. Um, he does it because he has to, uh, and you know, it's worth pointing out that, I mean, this is, you know, very obvious as you watch the episode, but the, 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 the thing that causes him to ignite that lightsaber is, uh, the hint of a threat towards Luke Skywalker, you know, until that moment, he doesn't even turn the lightsaber on. He doesn't seem like he's got any kind of attack mentality at all. Um, but it's like once Darth Maul says, Oh, you're protecting someone, it's well, you cross the line, bud. Sorry, I have gotta take you out because that's my mission. But he doesn't want to do it. Um, and if you compare that to Obi Wan in, in the Phantom Menace, when he hops back up out of that, you know, chasm or whatever, he wants to kill Darth Maul in that. Oh, moment. absolutely. And nobody you know, you can't blame him. But here he doesn't want to do it, he just has to. Um so i think that's good but my my the part where that's a little the the element there where that's a little sticky or that's a little i'm not sure it totally works is in a new hope he kind of really embodies that jedi philosophy but then it's in empire and uh jedi you know both obi-wan and yoda are sort of like you gotta kill your dad you gotta murder that guy um just go ahead and decapitate him or something like you can't let darth vader live and that's not really the enlightened Jedi perspective of like a Qui-Gon Jinn or, I mean, Luke Skywalker has to show them the way in the original trilogy. All right, I'm back, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like, uh, Obi-Wan in, and Yoda in in that original trilogy, like having to, or wanting to, you know, push Luke towards killing Darth Vader it's not really that compassionate that enlightened perspective that we see here in rebels as far as you know as far as I know or as far as but I you see still it.
1: see that compassion considering like you said how much they're pushing him to really get rid of Vader.
0: can you say can you say I lost you there for a second you still see the compassion where
1: um Luke you know like you mentioned with the you go forward with Gimmer and Vader uh, at the end of there. Part of that, I think, is them needing to, feeling like they need to make up for what they couldn't accomplish. But he still shows the compassion. I uh, see. So it, it's kind of like he learned the lesson that they couldn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. That's well put for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm. I'm guessing you caught it, but uh, I don't know if I did until I watched Star Wars Rebels. When Darth Maul goes in for you know to try to kill Obi Wan, um, and they you know they clash sabers a few times, and then he does that thing where he has the the double sided lightsaber and he kind of goes like that to sort of throw uh, Obi Wan off balance in the same way he did like when he kills Qui Gon Jinn. He stuns Qui Gon with the saber like that, and then I think yep. he kicks him, and then you know. Goes for him, like, you know, stabs him. Um, yep. And you can see that he was trying to do that to Obi-Wan. Uh, and in Rebels Recon, it was either Dave Filoni or Pablo Hidalgo. I think it was Dave Filoni was saying that, like, that was intentional. and They had him doing that. And Obi-Wan, that you know, he kind of knows him. He knows what he did to Qui-Gon, and he would kind of anticipate that. And so that's why it was such a quick thing. Darth Maul went to his go-to move, and Obi-Wan anticipated it and was ready to just,
1: you know... He went to, to his move of cutting the lightsaber in half again yeah
0: and <laughs> <laughs> that's true too yeah um i was a little confused the first time i watched it like wait what just happened here because if he cut the lightsaber in half and then darth maul dies uh did he cut darth maul in half i mean i knew it wouldn't happen yeah part I, of I, me... I
1: didn't try to analyze it too hard because because yeah I I, I I know what you're getting at
0: i'm thinking back to some like uh some uh Japanese animation we watched with uh, our friend Josh, like when somebody gets split in half by a sword or something, I was like, that's really probably what it should have looked like. Right. uh, (laughs) Well, and
1: honestly, I was thinking the same thing. We watched Force Awakens this weekend, and wouldn't the same thing have happened to both Finn and to Kylo Ren? Finn gets sliced up his back. I can't imagine he's actually going to be alive, like, if we're talking real lightsabers here. And Kylo Ren gets a giant thing across his face and all it is is just kind of a mark. But I anyway, mean, I, I digress.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got to be where it's just like uh, just the very edge of the lightsaber slashes him, and I guess right, for right. hopefully for Finn it was something like that too. You know, it's like not really didn't the lightsaber didn't really kind of slice into him and then up. It must have just kind of grazed his back or something. I don't right. know, uh, which that alone could do some serious damage. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so so. You know, Kenobi is is victorious there. He slices Maul. I guess it's hits the saber and then probably down his chest or something like that. Um, and then Maul kind of falls into his arms. You can see that compassion in Obi-Wan's face or Ben's face, like we talked about. But then we have the dialogue, which this is like I was watching the episode with my two kids on saturday morning uh we got to that part uh some lines were spoken about the chosen one i started shouting at the tv i paused it I had yeah, to rewind yeah. and watch it again i was like this is this huge moment like this is a revelatory this is big what are, what are they talking about here um and so essentially what it is 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 uh you know uh, maul looks at, at ben and says tell me and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but this is basically it. Tell me, is he the chosen one? And uh, and Ben responds, he is. And then Maul yeah. says something along the lines of, he will avenge us. Um, I know you have the show notes up or you've looked at them. My initial reaction, I thought to myself, okay, now is who the chosen one, right? Because there's there's been some debate or, you know, there's, there's definitely open to interpretation. The Jedi sure. believe, Qui-Gon believes that, uh, that Anakin is the chosen one. But then, you know, you watch Return of the Jedi and you can definitely make the argument, right, that like Luke is the chosen one. Right. Um, and I feel like I love this and maybe this didn't drive some people crazy. I feel like I love the the way that these lines were written because there's a little bit of, quite a bit actually, I would say, of ambiguity about these lines. Right. Darth Maul doesn't say, is the person you're watching over the Chosen One? Is the person you're protecting the Chosen One? He just says, he is the cho- Is he the Chosen One? And Obi-Wan says he is, right? Uh, and
1: my initial thought was they're talking about Luke, but I, I, we didn't see anything particularly about Luke in any visions. I don't know how Maul would know about Luke. So like as I think about it, I don't know that it makes sense.
0: I don't think Maul would know about Luke, but I think Maul started to obviously started to piece it together because he says to Obi-Wan, like, you're out here for a reason. You're protecting something. You're protecting someone. You know, he's piecing it together as he's talking to Obi-Wan. So that someone, I don't think he knows who that is, right? Um, And that leads me to think he's actually talking about Anakin, not Luke. Because when he says he will avenge us, this hypothetical person, I don't actually know who it is, but he will avenge us. (laughs) That doesn't make sense, does it? Really? Um, well, I mean, you... unless he's
1: just feeding off of the, okay, he just told me this person is the chosen one, even though I don't know who it is. Yeah. And then I don't know if the angle he's going for is saying, like, both of us screwed up here, you know what I mean? With uh, And this person's going to make it all right. If he's trying to, like, you know, break down the barrier between the Sith and Jedi there, or if he's really just reflecting back to Anakin and saying, like, oh, no, like, Anakin's still going to do this is out or whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, and and that's that's the thing that's great about it is there is that wiggle room, right? Because you can kind of, like, I can argue it either way. Um, Right. I can totally argue that he's talking about Luke or that he's talking about Anakin. Now, if you go look at the episode guide on StarWars.com, it sounds like it's meant to be Luke that he's talking about. Um, And then even, like, Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter over the weekend was kind of making some comments like, Okay, well Obi Wan he alluded to this. He didn't flat out say it, but he's, he basically like suggested that Obi Wan thinks that Luke is the chosen one. So Obi Wan is talking about Luke. But Pablo kind of stated like just because a character believes something doesn't mean it's true. So just because Obi Wan thinks Luke is the chosen one doesn't really mean that Luke sure, is the chosen sure. one. But I like the way Pablo responded to that too, because Pablo's response is like, I'm not telling you. I don't I don't even necessarily know. Like, who knows? Right. That's what Obi Wan thinks. The Jedi in the prequels thought that Anakin was the chosen one. Qui-Gon believed with his heart of hearts, clearly, that Anakin was the chosen one. Um, but Obi-Wan seems to think that Luke is the chosen one. I mean, who knows, right? I yeah. love that. Let's let me debate that. Let me fight with Chris Stevens about that for the next 25 years. Like, I don't I don't need them to come out and explain away every little thing. And right. the fact that I can watch this episode and walk away from it being like, It revealed a bunch of stuff. It was really interesting and it was fun and it was cool. And there was like this end, what I think was a pretty good end to a character that I haven't always been happy to have around, but it was a meaningful and a satisfying ending. Um, and I'm still left asking questions and kind of pondering things and having something to debate about that makes me happy. Um, that's what i prefer. i think for me, i know a lot of people i think are much less satisfied with this episode than they were with say that that yoda and the wills episode. i love this mm-hmm. one in comparison to that because i can walk away from this episode and debate with whoever or think about and analyze like you know, who's the chosen one? luke, anakin, or is it anakin and luke together, you know, somehow or are kind of sure. fulfill the yeah. destiny of the chosen one. Uh, but i don't i don't need it spelled out for me. let me you know keep let's keep that a little bit ambiguous and let's leave that open to interpretation and i think that's great so
1: yeah definitely um all right so then well, we get the uh, end of the episode there
0: well we get with the two more things that happen to kind of wrap up here in this denu for this episode right because that's like the, obviously the climax uh mall dying one of them I liked a lot and one I was a little less happy with. The The first one is Ezra goes back to, is it called Adelon? I think, where Chopper Base is. And he shows yes. up. He totally trashed an A-Wing, which I think is a limited resource for the Rebellion. And yeah. he just shows up and he's like, ah, family's important, my bad. And they're just like, we're all going to put our hands on your shoulder now and give you the thumbs up. Um, hey, it's a
1: Disney Channel show, all right?
0: It's true, but I tell you, in season one and less so but at parts in season two there are such goosebump moments for me like with the, the a very similar kind of moment like that multiple times with the whole family thing where it felt a little more earned and it felt a little more realistic and there was more weight to it and i was just like I'm not, I've talked about I've cried watching episodes of Star Wars Rebels at the end. Right. And I feel like that was supposed to be that moment, but it felt very felt it like just was kind of flat for me,
1: I don't know. You feel like we're getting to the point where it's like, "All right, kid, how many more times are you going to say this to us?"
0: Maybe that. You know what I mean? like... Maybe that. Yeah, and then just also like they probably should have been furious and they should have had a lot more questions and Right. Uh I just I didn't I think I think for me, like the the sort of overall motif and theme of like the episodes in season one and uh, maybe season two as well, but way less so in season three, you know, season one and two, especially season one, which is why I love it, it really was you felt like this thread and this theme and this emphasis on on this concept of family all throughout those episodes, and they mm-hmm. were constantly kind of you know kind of building that and then this episode did not particularly in any way seem to be about family to me but then in the end you know he kind of walks up to them and he's like but family you know and it just I didn't feel that at all like it just didn't do anything for me Um I don't hate it but it just was kind of like a it, I think it was meant to be this like emotional payoff and it was what are you paying off there for me you know right but uh, then again I was scared to death of what they were going to do with Luke Skywalker in this episode and I thought what they did was great yeah.
1: Um, me too. You just see it was him out great there hearing the uh, same audio clip from a new hope. Mhm. And you know, seeing a very similar imagery too. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very uh very much looks like a new hope looks like Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan shows up and brings the baby and you see it in the distance there. I think it looked a lot uh very authentic to that and it was just cool. And then, you know, hearing Brew's voice like that too. Mhm. Um I thought it was great. I thought it was really well done. And that's what they need to do with Luke Skywalker in this series. That's just, I don't want to get any closer than that. That might have been too close for comfort. I don't want to get any closer than that to Luke Skywalker.
1: Um, I would agree. There's no real reason to go any deeper with him. And he I don't need to see him hanging out with Biggs and Wedge and, you know, whatever.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the a new hope is the beginning of Luke Skywalker's stories for uh, Luke Skywalker's story for star Wars fans. I feel like, um, and you'd go to try to fill in stuff before that. And I just feel like you're going down a, a path you don't want to go down. And I don't want him connecting to any of these people in any way. Like, I don't want him to meet Ezra. I don't want him to meet Kanan. I don't want him to, Right. I don't want him to get a whiff of any of that stuff before a new hope. Um,
1: I mean, he obviously knows something about the rebellion cause he's, super surprised when he's talking about it in the new hope um that you know they're part of the rebellion and all that but it seems like they're pretty i wouldn't say pretty well known but you know it's known across the galaxy that there are people standing up and groups that are fighting against them so
0: yeah yeah, you wouldn't
1: have to have a personal connection to know about it
0: right Right, right, right. And it's, it's kind of things that are whispered about, you know, like, doesn't even say to, uh, he says, doesn't he say to somebody in in a new hope, like, you know, of the rebellion, like, um, I don't know. It just, it's like, it's something he knows it exists. He knows it's out there in some capacity, but, uh, no personal connection. Like you said, I feel like that's what it needs to be. Um, but I I thought that was a good, you know, we got 10 seconds of, of Luke off in the distance in a silhouette and, uh, and some, some classic brew dialogue. Perfect. I loved it. You know. That's that's Absolutely. the way to that's the way to do that at the end. So and I think that's a way of I think that's their way of maybe telling us too, like, like I said you know, earlier on, this is the end for this Tatooine stuff in Star Wars Rebels. And we're not you know, Obi Wan told Ezra, You don't need me guy, you need to go off and do this on your own. And uh right. even with Luke, it's like all you see is Ben kinda looking out at him and uh, Star Wars Rebels is not the place for really Ben Kenobi or Luke Skywalker, so I, I don't think you'll see any anything to do with any of that um, again in season four.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't have a place. Um, I mean, it, did it really even have a place here aside from just being a way to wrap up them all? Maybe not. Yeah. You know, but agree. You don't need to get too far into those details, and that's not what this story's about.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Right. That's what a new hope is about.
0: Yeah. So, uh overall, like pretty happy. I think you said at the start you think they did it the way it needed to be done, right? I mean, so pretty happy with this episode yeah. then?
1: Yeah, definitely I was. Um like I mentioned earlier, I was kind of expecting a big showdown, but as I I wasn't disappointed when it didn't happen and I was even less disappointed when I really thought it through. Mhm. So,
0: and I think that's what we want, right? We want something that's ultimately satisfying in the long term, not like that instant gratification of, yeah. oh man, I want to see a cool five-minute long lightsaber battle. Um, exactly. I don't need to see Obi-Wan on any more hoverboard, lava hoverboards, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I've got enough of that in Revenge of the Sith personally. So um, a uh, a more poetic, kind of short and sweet um, uh
1: you know, battle well, and it's kind of go. it ends where it starts, right? Because the that's where their first battle happened.
0: That's tr- well, that's where, not Obi Wan and I guess Qui Gon. Yeah, and Maul. Right? Yeah. yeah, but but Maul says that um, was it in this episode, or was it in a previous? I think it was in a previous episode. Um, maybe the last one he was in in Rebels, but he says it, it'll end where it began, or something
1: like that. So, because yeah. that was the first reveal for him. Oh yeah hmm of the sith you know mm-hmm.
0: it was although they did they were careful not to show off the double sided lightsaber there oh it yeah only uses one side that's uh, right on tatooine with that initial battle there so all right cool yeah well I've, i think it's clear that uh i super um i was super happy with the episode too um you know i'd put it i would put it like not we're not ranking them obviously or anything but i, w- I would put it pretty uh, close to the top of the best, the best episodes of Rebels. Um, but I feel like next week's episode has the uh, the potential to be, uh, you know, a really great one too. It seems like you know, uh, seasons one and two and um, now three have uh, sort of started and ended with these big kind of set piece like double sized uh, episodes, yeah. and uh, for the most part, I've really liked them. I didn't love the season two episode finale or the season two finale. Um with the Ahsoka Vader showdown and the right. helicopter Inquisitor lightsabers right, and all right. that stuff. I know I might not I don't know if I'm in the minority, but I think like more people than not really love that episode. It didn't quite do it for me, although in a lot of ways it, it worked, but uh, there was there was a few ways in which it didn't I didn't totally love it. Um but I feel like this one coming up um in a couple days on Saturday here has the potential to be a really a really great episode what are you uh what are you kind of hoping for looking forward to in that in that season finale
1: i think we're really gonna see um thrawn's plan come to a head here and he's probably gonna deal a pretty big blow to them in some way or another i don't know if we're gonna see any characters die or if they're just gonna destroy their base and a bunch of their stuff you know make it make it a more dire situation like it like it really can be but um yeah, I don't know exactly what to expect aside from him dealing them some type of a blow. I don't expect him to disappear. Um, I think that would be a little too short-lived. Yeah. Being only around for one season, since they are going to have one more final season. And,
0: um, yeah, which we assume. And it's not confirmed to be the final one, but I would be, I would be shocked. Yeah, I mean, true. absolutely shocked if it wasn't. Right. Um, yeah, I think... I, I could have seen the argument that maybe season three could have you know been the, the last season. So yeah,
1: it absolutely could.
0: But uh, I'm glad that I'm glad it's coming back for one more. Uh, I really love Rebels, and I'm glad it's coming back for another season. I agree. We're going to get some big Thrawn stuff for sure. Um, and there was a moment. Let's see this week's episode. You know, this just a couple days ago was Twin Sons. There was the AP5 floating in space episode the week before. But I think the you know mm-hmm. some two weeks ago, I forget the name of that episode. But you really, it was the one with Mon Mothma. And you really were like, I feel like now three seasons in, almost to the end of season three, it was like that moment where you're like, this is sort of, we're sort of starting to see the fulfillment of, in in one respect, what we were, not necessarily promised, but what we thought we would get in in Star Wars Rebels, which is the formation of the rebellion, you know? Um, And you saw all that coming together there. And I feel like that's a prelude to this to this episode where we're going to get this first big you know and rogue one is in some ways this first big battle but i think you're really going to see a big battle between the empire and the rebellion you're going to see thrawn you know kind of really seriously uh making some moves um, and, uh, not playing around so much anymore and, uh, and kind of going for it, uh, being very cutthroat because it's all been, it's so far Thrawn has been about moving the chess pieces around, right. And right. sort of being very strategic, but I feel like this is, this episode's not going to be that at all. This episode's going to be like, we're here and we're coming for you. And, uh, I would expect it to be a little bit dire for, for the rebels for sure.
1: Um, right. I mean, maybe this is where we'll see, um. Fulcorn will get found out callus well, he kind of already callus already does he already know yeah they know he, it yeah was, it you was know. uh so maybe we, maybe that's who we see die maybe callus is toast
0: i think that's very possible i think it's very possible um i am I, actually really attached to callus now i really like callus um and yeah so they've done, s- done a good
1: job with his character
0: david all you uh well i, I can't pronounce it all all the uh Shouldn't even try, but uh, the voice actor for Callus I think is amazing um, as Callus and and elsewhere. Um, He's great, and so I'd love to see him do more with the the character. Uh, I'm I'm pretty attached to the character, but then when I start to think about like, well, how does it look like to see Callus hanging out with those guys? You know, like am I going to see Callus and Zeb like high fiving all the time on on the rebel base or whatever? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like. You know, and our first introduction to Kallus in season one is like him, you know, bragging about sort of helping to wipe out Zeb's race. I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of a, it could be like a Kylo Ren situation. It's like, I like Kylo Ren in some ways. I'd like to see Kylo Ren, part of me would like to see Kylo Ren redeem himself. But then I feel like once you've done some things that are so terrible- Right. There's only certain kinds of redemption that are really available to you, you know, and, and the kind of redemption where you're just hanging out with the squad and, you know, yeah. Enjoying it doesn't life. seem like that all. Yeah. So he might have to sacrifice. He might be a sacrifice, I think in this episode. So, uh, but it should be good. It should definitely be good. I'm super excited for that. And then I don't know. Uh, it's possible I'll be seeing, um, uh, the the season four premiere um, at Celebration. I don't know if they'll do that or not. It seems like it's so far off it season seems like four. It's, yeah,
1: it seems like it's too close to the finale here as well.
0: That's true, but then I think, like in Anaheim, when we went to the
1: season yeah, two premiere. Yeah, I suppose premiere, we did see it like three months early, didn't we?
0: Three months early, yeah, so I don't know. Um, that was not one of the best moments of your life, one of the best days of your
1: life, I think. Like, Yeah, we don't need to relive <laughs> no, that. No, we're
0: not going to relive it now, but I... <laughs> I'm sure you're disappointed that you're not going to be there for Mind the season four.
1: Celebration. Mind control, all right?
0: <laughs> I'm sure you're disappointed you're not going to be there for the season four premiere if they do that at Celebration. But then on the other hand, you might say, good grief. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to relive that experience anyway,
1: right? I blocked so. it. You forgot. I'd totally forgotten about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap up here for the night, Dan, if that's okay with you. Yeah, sounds um, good. So, absolutely. Though I think Twin sons is a is a is a good episode. Um, it's a it's a it's a fitting end for Darth Maul. Not one of my favorite characters in Star Wars animation. Uh, although, uh, kind of hats off to Dave Filoni and to Sam Witwer, who we haven't mentioned, but I think does a great job with Darth right. Maul. The writers. Uh, the, I feel like what they've done with Darth Maul and Star Wars Rebels has been uh, logical. It's been a good use of the character. It's been very well done. Um I just kind of have a grudge against the whole idea of Darth Maul. Um as you know you mentioned right. you, you kind of feel the same way. Uh they did but... a good
1: job of polishing the turd.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, you could put it that way. Yeah, I don't I don't think he needed to be there, but they've done a good job with him. I just, just realized too uh I hadn't thought about it until now, but uh he's kind of like look at him, Darth Maul. He's been kind of like glaring cool. at me. You see him back there? I don't know if you yeah. can. Could... If the definition is good enough on the stream but uh I can see it, yeah. on that uh let's think about it this way though the ultimate jedi qui-gon jinn has been kind of watching over me as well so uh some real true ultimate qui-gon fans here on the Blockade runner podcast correct? yeah but uh we'll wrap it up here um rogue one comes out on digital in a couple of days rogue one comes out on blu-ray in a little over a week um we've got the star wars rebels season finale um, coming up on Saturday. And then I'm really hoping we're going to get a Star Wars Celebration daily schedule coming out here too. So I feel like there is so much happening in the next two weeks. Um, you know, I know that uh, recently we've we've only been popping up here about every couple of weeks or so, but uh, I am hoping you'll be seeing uh, a little bit more from the Blockade Runner podcast here over the next two to three weeks leading up to Celebration. And then... It's going to be pretty exciting times right after that too. So uh, hopefully we'll be popping back up here uh, frequently. You can find us at blackheadrunnerpodcast.com. Please subscribe in your podcast app. Uh, I think, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube too. We've been trying to to do the show here through youtube for the last couple episodes and i anticipate we'll keep doing that had a little trouble tonight but hopefully we can kind of piece that together and edit it together and uh and go from there but uh if you subscribe on youtube and you click on that little bell uh notification button then uh you'll see when we kind of go live to to record episodes and uh, i'd love to see uh, whoever in the chat you know um tell us uh tell us what you think while we're while we're recording that that could be fun so um but yeah, blockheadrunnerpodcast.com, Subscribe in iTunes. Subscribe uh, in your other uh, favorite podcast apps. Subscribe on YouTube, and uh, you know we'll be back soon with uh, some Rogue One, some Star Wars Celebration, Star Wars Rebels, all that good stuff. So, uh, Dan, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me tonight, and thanks, thanks for, for being me. thanks for being caught up on Star Wars Rebels because uh, the rest of these nobody else. Case, is there, right? I know can't can't be bothered to watch, you know, Star Wars Rebels. I don't know, but, uh, but we're caught up and, uh, we're looking forward to the episode on Saturday and, uh, until then we will, uh, we'll be back soon.